1: Final hour on this Tuesday. We'll check in with the Hall of Famer, Jerome Bettis. The bus will join us. Phone calls are always welcome. Operator Tyler is sitting by 877 3DP Show. Email address dpiddampatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP Show. We gotta decide, are we all in for ten dollars apiece for the billion dollar powerball? Ooh, Polly opened up the Velcro wallet.
2: Do you want me to uh, coordinate then? Yeah, that'd be fine. A lottery coordinator on the show. I'm, I'm happy to do that. All right. Do we have one of
1: the backroom guys go out and get the Powerball tickets?
2: I'm happy to do that. And and what's the uh, deadline here? When is the drawing for the... Well, there was just one last night. Okay. So uh, what's today? Today's... What day is today? Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. All right. We have a little bit of time to get in your $10. I'm just saying, don't sleep on Mega Millions. That's up to about 600 just, Yeah. Okay. Not worth it. No. Yeah. All
3: right. <laughs> The Velcro wallet. Back for the summer.
2: Yeah. Well, that should never leave. Keep
1: the girls away. God, could you imagine if you were younger and you pull out a Velcro wallet at a bar? I don't know. Like, how would it go over now, let's say 15, 20 years ago? You brought out a Velcro wallet. When you, you you meet a woman and you say, hey, would you like a drink?
3: <laughs> was there ever a time when that was a bonus that no, helped
1: you? No, because the first thing I would think if I'm a woman is, wait. What was that? Oh, that's my wallet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can buy me a drink. There's a lot more where that came no, from. Oh, yeah. Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I like to keep
2: my money safe. No.
1: <laughs> that's where you go. You know what? Could you do it a little slower?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is my mic on?
1: <laughs> Wait. Did you think it was gross when my wife got me a bathrobe and put daddy on it? Nah, that was awesome. That was amazing. Wow, dude, that was that amazing. Was, <laughs> that's an all-timer. Mac daddy. Yeah, that uh, is. When I told my wife that I said that on the show,
2: she <laughs> goes, do you have
1: to tell everything? Uh,
2: that is, that's iconic. I know. A bathrobe and that then, says daddy on it. And then I brought in the bathrobe, Yo. said bathrobe
1: that had daddy written across. That bathrobe
3: could talk.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next weekend, <laughs> IndyCar Doubleheader. The fastest cars in racing go to Iowa Speedway, Saturday at 3 Eastern, Sunday 2 Eastern on NBC and Peacock, which is where you'll find this show. You can uh, download the app and you can stream this program. Also, radio affiliates, we say good morning, and uh, those on chat row as well.
2: Do we have a poll question for Hour 3? Let me update you on Hour 2, two Dan. Hour <laughs> Two. Two. Would you rather be a star NFL running back or a longtime backup quarterback? All right. If I'm Chase Daniels, yeah, who's
1: made forty one million dollars in his career. Solid. Saquon Barkley has made thirty six million dollars in his career. Yes. One of
3: one of is going to have like a seven year career, and you're going to be a star, and you're going to get all the notoriety and the mad and stuff. The other person will just be on a roster, play a few games here and there, make really nice dough. Not take a beating, but not really have any...
2: Okay, do we want this to be Saquon Barkley, or you can be Chase Daniels? Yeah, sure. Jeepers creepers. Well, so far, uh, 87% of the audience uh, would rather be the quarterback. Yeah, What? I want to be Saquon Barkley.
1: I want to be a star. I don't want to be a guy that somebody says, Oh, did you play in the NFL? No, but I wore a uniform for 10 years.
4: Yes, Todd. I want to be the star running back during my playing career, but then afterwards when you're limping around and you can't pick up your grandkids as opposed to the quarterback that didn't get too you banged You can't have up,
1: both times. That's rough. You can't. You
4: can't. I'll be the star running back.
2: Yeah, I'd want to be Saquon Barkley, not Chase Daniel. You know what I bet happens too? If you're, if you're the backup quarterback and you really have no pressure on you whatsoever yeah. until all of a sudden the starter goes down hurt and you're like, oh, crap, I don't know if I can still do this. You know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of always waiting for that, like, no, yeah, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. And then you, you actually get the call. It's like, ugh. You only get the call if the quarterback
1: gets injured. Yeah. And then are you rooting for that privately? Like, man, I'd like to show the people. I'm more than just a guy carrying a clipboard here. Yes, Todd?
2: And
4: are all the backup quarterbacks equally prepared? All of a sudden, you're looking at your wristband. What's X-31 <laughs> slant 58 buck? I don't know what this what On two. To ready?
1: <laughs> Break. Uh. I'm looking at the uh, pro football focus running back rankings going into this season. The number one running back, one of my favorites, is uh, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. He is the number one rated running back. Number two on the list, Derrick Henry. Okay. Um What did he run? Did he rush for fifteen hundred yards last year? Like it was supposed to be a down year, right? Uh, Thirteen touchdowns. (laughs) That's that was a down year. Wow, he rushed for fifteen thirty-eight and thirteen touchdowns. Man, Uh, number three on the list. You guys want to take a guess? Number three on the list, best running backs coming into this season. Paulie,
3: it has to be Josh Jacobs after his season and his age.
1: Josh Jacobs, four. Oh. Third on the list, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, well, surprised at that. <laughs> Number five on the list, top-rated running backs according to Pro Football Focus. Marvin, Jonathan Taylor. Whoa, good nice. guess. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought that uh, Saquon Barkley would be there. Taylor didn't have a good season, um, but he did average four and a half yards per carry. He didn't get a thousand yards. First time since high school that he didn't get 1,000 yards in a season. Then it's Saquon Barkley. Number seven on the list, Aaron Jones of the Packers. I like him. Number eight, Tony Pollard. Number nine, I was really surprised because I don't think anybody was more productive than this guy was last year. Austin Eckler Jr., the third. And number 10. He's not even signed. Dalvin Cook. By the way, I have DraftKings odds for signing Dalvin Cook. Patriots are the favorites. Slight favorites over the Dolphins and the Jets. And then long shots, the Broncos and the Cowboys. I thought the Cowboys would go after Delvin Cook. Now, I don't know what the cost is there. Brees Hall was 11. Kenneth Walker, Jr., the third, with the Seahawks. Alvin Kamara is 13. Um, does he have to sit out? Is he suspended to start the season with what happened in uh, Las Vegas? Oh, Is he missing games? Uh, number 14 on the list. If I give you this name, can you tell me the team that he plays on? Damian Pierce. Fourteenth best running back according to Pro Football Focus, Paulie. Texans.
3: Get out of here,
1: blue, 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 blue.
3: Not, not like Tyler Algier for the Falcons. I'm a running back guy. I
1: liked Algier. Was he at BYU? Yes, yeah. he was. A, he's a. Vast.
3: He's a thousand yard rusher. They got him for nothing,
1: and he's not going to have anything to show for it because they just brought in Bijan Robinson. Right. Uh, number fifteen, Travis Etienne. I'll take the Etienne, please. Uh, let's see. How about this one? Number 16. Well, you'll probably get this. Ramondre Stevenson. Patriots. Tyler Algier with the Falcons. Uh, Didn't he have a thousand
3: yards last year? Sure did. Out of nowhere.
1: (laughs) Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Najee Harris, and then uh, Javante Williams of the Broncos. Those are your top
3: 20 running backs. Yes, Paul. Going back to Aaron Jones of the Packers, he's kind of the perfect way you want to use a running back. They took him, I think he was a second or third rounder. So his first four years in, in Green Bay, he made $2.2 million over the course of four seasons. They paid him basically nothing. Yeah. Then they gave him a nice contract, like four years, $45 million, which sounds like a lot of dough. He's going to finish his career after eight years in Green Bay, eight years making $47 million. He's going to make about $5 million. All the guy does is produce, and the way they use him is perfect. He never gets more than 250 carries a year. He always averages like five yards a carry. He always catches about 50 or 60 balls. He's always up there like 1,700 yards from scrimmage. Never hurt because they mix him with A.J. Dillon. It's like the Packers know how to use the running back position and without overspending, but not underspending.
5: Yeah, man.
1: Big fan. O- old school, you old know? school. They gave us Paul Horning and Jim Taylor and all the other great running backs down through the years. Uh, did you guys see Steph Curry was at the Drake concert last night? Did he was having a good time? He was. Now, did he bring his mom with him? He did. His mom and his wife. Oh, okay. His mom is a gorgeous woman. Drake thinks so, too. <laughs> you don't know that. Would you leave your mom alone with Drake? Oh, what?
3: whole question. <laughs> How old Drake? He's probably... Thirty-seven. I don't know. He just hosted
1: Kentucky basketball at his gym, his $100 million home. 36 years old. The, the uh, Kentucky Wildcats went there to uh, do a workout.
2: Man, Drake Drake wants to play. Yeah, you can't. Steph Curry cannot leave his mother. No. No.
3: Mrs. Curry is in her 50s. She's she's beautiful. Yes, she's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Never, never get the exact age. And uh, Drake's 36.
1: Yeah. Too close for me. Yeah, I'm not letting. No no way.
4: You're at that good age where, oh, the mom? Oh, I'm in. (laughs) 36, because you're not young, young anymore.
1: As of a week ago, the NFL has not disciplined Alvin Kamara from his 2022 arrest in Las Vegas. But he could be. The NFL tends to wait for the player's legal process to play out before handing out a suspension. And that was uh, a week ago. Thank you, Todd, for getting that for me. Yeah, I saw where Drake was uh, performing. I've never seen Drake. Um, I don't know if I have an interest in seeing Drake. It seems fun. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I don't... I it's don't, probably
2: a good show. Yeah. I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it bothers me that he wants to be a ball
1: player so much. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that weird? Like, I. Why would I care about Drake?
2: I shouldn't. Well, why would it bother you that Drake... Because he's a wannabe. Wannabe basketball player? Yeah, but I don't think he can play.
3: Is he a guy that has ultimate fame as his. M-
1: and, ma- and he's sitting real. He's right there in the front row at Raptors games. And I mean, he's so close to getting in the game. Yeah, he's yeah.
3: maximizing his access.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah I know. I know. I, I said, I don't know why it bothers me. It shouldn't.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Who do you got? Me or
2: Drake? Shooting contest. Or rap off. Mm. <laughs> How many bars you got in, you Dan? Um, yeah, I mean I'm not going against the goat. Are you kidding me? I mean you're team Dan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. all day, all day, all night.
1: Sabrina, I ask you, uh, I have you? problems with that would be. I saw where she called out Steph Curry, and, and said, "All right, let's let's do this." Now that would be fun. And then do you see where they're maybe doing the um, retired players home run derby that uh, that was floated out yesterday? Jim Tomey, Ken Griffey Jr., uh Big Poppy. There's like five guys that they would uh, you know bring back for a home run. Would you guys be interested in that kind of home run derby? I would just for seeing Ken Griffey Jr. But would you want to see Big Poppy, Jim Tomey, those guys? Yes, Tony. I
4: can get into that. Why not? See what they got left in the uh, in the tank? That'd be interesting. Yes, to me. Marvin. I don't want to see anybody pull their back.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's gonna be a bunch of hamstring injuries somehow okay. from Okay, would you rather see that or the idea that I
1: have floated for years now that you bring back Reggie Miller, Steve Kerr, uh, Craig Hodges, uh, Dennis Scott, uh, who else in there? Ray Allen, Dale Ellis, and then you have a current and a former player who they combine and they do the three-point shooting contest. Would you rather see that or the older Home Run Derby version.
4: Yes, Mark? Is this going to be a regulation regulation size field? Or are they bringing in the fence a little bit?
1: No. No, they're they're going, you know, regular. They're
3: going to have one of those ice bath things in the on-deck circle. <laughs> Between things, you just jump in the ice bath.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to move home plate up to second base. I'm going to eat like a pitcher's
3: park. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. The AAA ballpark. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> But how about with the three-point shooting things? Those guys they, they got to wear their warmups, right? They can't wear the old jerseys. Or they have to wear their old uniforms. I mean, they don't they don't have to, so but are...
1: but I would love to see cuz Ray can still shoot, Reggie can still shoot. Steve Kerr. Yeah, you know, I think you could get a pretty good group there that you you could as a you could have a draft. You could have the players current players draft or the old players draft a current player. And you want to put Sabrina Inescu in there, put her in there. That'd be fun. Who's with me? All right. Mark Price, Steve Kerr. Yeah. Let's go. All right. I would like to see that. I don't know how long it'd take for these guys to get loose, but uh, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, Mark.
4: It's going to be Dell and Steph.
1: I would, a father-son combo, I'm fine with that as well.
2: Absolutely. You know what, though, but then throw in, like, uh, an amateur in there, too. Hello. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, somebody like yourself who could shoot. No, I have no energy. I, I, I don't have the energy to, to shoot that. Uh, maybe night. somebody younger, maybe like a high school kid or something. Like throw in somebody who could shoot, but they're, they're just completely random mm. and unknown. I would like to see that. Mm. A media contest? Mm. members something? <laughs> the uh, media is pretty annoying. Yeah, they
1: yes, we are. Yes, we are. I I, I see enough with the, uh, the basketball game that they have with the media. Celebrity game. Celebrity. That's not good. Yeah. Not good. Where Michael Rappaport's trying to take somebody one on one, yes, Mark,
4: and Doug Gottlieb is over there uh, dominating R and B singers. <laughs> I'm like, it's Neo. What yeah. are you doing, I'm like Doug? Come on, uh, uh, like yo, you can play. I was like, Doug, you can play, play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't like these guys are just you know for the fans and all that. Neo's over there trying to bring the ball up.
2: He's <laughs> got Ryan Rosillo on yeah, him, right, right. right. yeah. <laughs> smacking the floor. Picking him picking up, end to end.
4: <laughs> like, I used to guard Jock Vaughn like this. Come on. Yeah,
2: come on, man. It's
4: Michael B. Jordan.
2: That's kind of awesome, though. You know, like, when you see? Yeah, it's like Kevin Hart. It's all of a sudden guarding Quavo and <laughs> Justin Bieber. Yeah. Justin Bieber. They're double-teaming Bieber. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh,
1: uh, thankfully, I was never asked <laughs> to play in one of those games. What if you were asked now, would you? No. Oh. But when I was at the mothership, You know, a long time ago, if they had that, then yeah. But then I would have been a jerk. I would have been a jerk out there. You would have gotten serious out there. I would have taken Sierra to the hoop and then some. You
3: would have called Sinbad for three seconds? Yeah. (laughs) Come on. You got to call
1: that. He flopped. He flopped. Jimmy Walker flopped. (laughs) Take a break here. Jerome Bettis, the bus, will join us coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Ah, uh, King's Hawaiian. Mm. Slider Sunday, the next great weekly mealtime ritual. Perfect to enjoy your summer. Barbecue. Barbecue. Or kitchen table if you want to. Can't go wrong. You start with King's Hawaiian. The original, the OG, King's Hawaiian sweet rolls pre-sliced slider buns. Or perfectly sweet and salty pretzel slider buns. Now, you can go to kingshawaiian.com and get Some inspiration. Guess what? This week, we're honoring the Big German. (laughs) Beer-braised bratwurst sliders for the Big German. Brats, your favorite beer for braising. Cheese sauce, mustard, bell peppers, onions, all served on the sweet and salty King's Hawaiian pretzel slider bun. Mouth-watering. Every time I think of the Big German, I think mouth-watering. King's Hawaiian wants to make every Sunday a slider Sunday. Go to the bakery or deli selection uh, section of your local store and pick up the fluffy, sweet, irresistible King's Hawaiian Rolls and enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR
6: or stream us live on the Peacock app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And guess what?
7: to start listening.
1: Jerome Bettis, 2015 Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee, won a Super Bowl with the Steelers, joining us from Atlanta, flying the Notre Dame colors. Hey, we're going to Dublin for the game against Navy. We got room for you.
5: <laughs> I know. I, I, I just found out. I'm, I'm going to try to make it work. Unfortunately, um, my son's high school football season starts up, so I've got to be a dad and be in the stands and watch him play.
1: What position does your son play?
5: He's a wide receiver.
1: <laughs> also, he's not going <laughs> to fall in line and be a running back because nobody wants to be a running back anymore.
5: Yeah, he quit, he quit me too. I mean, I'm just saying, the <laughs> running backs, it's no love. I mean, my own son. But uh, he is 6'2 and a half, so, I mean, it, it's probably not uh, – in his, uh, in his wheelhouse, but nobody wants to play running back anymore.
1: Okay, explain what's going on in the NFL and how that's affecting careers here.
5: So let, let me tell you how it all started. It started because college football went to a more wide-open style of football maybe, let's say, about 10 years ago, right? Everybody started to want to throw the football around, and what happened was the high schools saw that and then – if you're a high school kid and you want to go to college, you're looking at the landscape. If you were 6'2", 220 pounds, all the colleges wanted small running backs. So you went to linebacker And, and instead, right? So now what, what we see happening after all these years is that if you don't go to Georgia, Alabama, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio State, you know, it, 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 you're not gonna play running back if you're 215, 220 pounds, right? So now these kids, the talented kids are switching positions. And so you don't have that full range of running backs that you can go all over the country and get a 6'2", 220-pound running back that can, that can give you 25 carries a game. Those guys don't exist anymore unless you go to those five or six colleges, right? So now if you're a GM, you're saying, okay, well, I don't have that special running back that's in the draft this year let me get two guys three guys that we feel can can kind of fill that void and be one running back but be three different players and so that's what you're seeing now you're not seeing uh, a plethora of quality running backs but when you do see them now these teams have an opportunity to devalue the position. You know, a lot of people say, well, maybe it's undervalued. No, it's it's a devaluation of the position because now they say we don't have to pay you because we can get them elsewhere. Yeah. But the truth is, when you get a special running back, like I say, Quan Barkley, you, you can't find them. They don't grow on trees. So you you do have to pay them, but because the this 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 place that we're at. They don't have to justify to the fans that, hey, we needed to pay him top dollar because he was a quality running back. We can afford to play hardball with him because the market is dictating that we don't have to pay him that number. And that's just uh, it's a terrible situation. But
1: how would that affect you if you were in high school of playing that position?
5: Because you said to yourself, one – I don't really, I see what's happening, right? If I get to the NFL, it's probably not going to be uh, very lucrative for me. Uh, and two, there's not many colleges that want you. If I'm, if I'm 225 pounds uh, and I'm six foot, I only can go to maybe five or six schools and play running back. So yeah. the, I've got a better shot of playing linebacker. than I can go to a hundred schools uh, and I can be six 230 pounds as a, as a linebacker and I can play anywhere. So if I, if I'm in high school, it's very limited where I can go and play.
1: Did your son change positions? Was he a running back and then became a wide receiver?
5: Well, he kind of grew out of the position, so he played. Oh, okay. He played wide receiver first year of of, of little league, and then he uh, he went to running back, and then he got too tall, and then he he went went to wide receiver just out of necessity because you know he was almost six foot, and and all the other kids were you know five seven, five eight.
1: But I also wonder about the middle linebacker position, Bussie, because you had Brian Walker yeah. and you know Ray Lewis. I mean, go down through NFL history, and it's littered with great running backs and great middle linebackers. Nobody is speaking out on behalf of middle linebackers that, you know, nobody cares about them anymore, but it, it, they are about running backs.
5: Yeah, it, it, it is. What's happened is this change uh, to the passing game, has really eliminated uh it's it's already totally eliminated the fullback position that's that's already totally gone and i think um you know that was the peyton manning era that really kind of ushered out the fullback and so now because you know the the math uh and the numbers say you throw the football throw the football and as a result of that Everyone's gotten smaller because now you need to be more athletic. You need to move around and you need to protect and, and and all those kind of things. So now you're not running the ball that much. You have to play in coverage. So now my linebacker, I need him to be more of a, a defensive back and linebacker. So I need him to be 225, 230, maybe 240. But he's got to be extremely fast because I need him now to cover these tight ends who are no longer tight ends. They're glorified wide receivers. And so now the game has switched because the emphasis used to be running the football on first and second down. Now the emphasis is passing the ball on first and second down, uh, and it's changed the way these athletes look. Now you don't have a 250-pound, 260-pound linebacker. You don't have a 320-pound
7: offensive tackle. Yeah, but tackle, is it going to change, uh, though,
1: Bussy? where a team goes, hey, you're about speed and finesse. We're going to be power. And, you know, we, we saw this with the Titans and, and it's worked for them. But I wonder if you get a team that just says we're going to be different than everybody else. We don't have a franchise quarterback. We're going to have a good offensive line. We're going to run the football. We're going to keep you off the field and we're going to you know play really good defense.
5: I I think that's the recipe for what you're going to see in Pittsburgh. I think Kenny Pickett is is going to be a special quarterback. He's still developing, and while he's developing, I think you're going to run the football. You got to run the football, so I think you're still going to see that philosophy um, quite a bit. Uh, But you have to have that special running back. You know, it's easy to say we're going to do that. We're going to do that, but um, you know, King Henry he, he was he's a special running back. You could do that around him. But you don't have a lot of those guys out there where you can just turn it over and say, "We're going to give you the ball uh, four hundred times, and you know they're going to have trouble dealing with you." But but if you do, you have a decided advantage because most of these defenses are much smaller yeah, than they
1: were historically. I agree. Uh, how many Hall of Fame defenders do you think you ran ran over? Oh man! Oh boy!
5: Uh, I got, I got a few under my belt. I do. <laughs> I got a picture my first year, uh, and and this is it's very funny. I got a picture. We went and played the New York Giants my rookie year when I was with the Rams, and I got a picture of Lawrence Taylor on my leg, and I'm kind of dragging him. On, and it's like <laughs> the, the most incredible picture because nobody knows He's in his sixteenth or seventeenth year. Nobody knows he's forty years old. All you see is Lawrence Taylor in this giant helmet, and I'm dragging him. So I get to I get to put that up, and I get to lie to everyone and say that he was in his prime when that happened.
1: Do you know I still have your Rams jersey that you signed? Do you? Yeah, I have. I, God, I. You know what? My man cave is so. You guys know where the Bettis jersey is? <laughs> you got so much stuff. I do. I do, but I don't know where it is. Can you, you guys bring it out of the archives? You got to bring it out of the archives. I got it around here, Bussy. Oh, um, no, you
5: got it. There oh, somewhere. you know what it is? It's
1: out in the uh, bullpen. It's out by Rob. Uh, yes. If you guys can bring that out, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's worth. Can I put it on eBay? You're, uh, you're, sure. You're you're, you're not sa-
5: going to be worth a whole lot.
1: Was that your St. Louis Rams or your L.A. Rams?
5: That was my L.A. Rams. L.A.
1: Rams. Yes. Oh, that's right. That it's was my L.A. Rams. Blue and gold. Blue yeah, and gold.
5: that was that was L.A. Rams.
1: Yeah. How many? Some good times. Is there a mark still on you from getting hit?
5: <laughs> yeah, I um, I'll never forget. I played in Houston. Uh, the, the Oilers at the time and I was a, I was a rookie and I'll never forget my offensive coordinator told me okay he drew up this play and he said it's a goal line play the backside linebacker is gonna be unblocked but it's no problem right that's what he said to me well he didn't tell me that the backside linebacker could get to the play in time so I'm thinking that oh, oh he well,
1: blaming. hold oh, on there it is bussy there you go.
5: Oh, that is, that's special there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got uh, your Rams Rams jersey behind me.
5: That's old school right there.
1: Wait, do you want, I mean, do you
5: have this jersey? I do. Oh, okay. I do. All right. So oh, then you no, don't I need do. it. I do. Absolutely. Okay. No, no, I do. All right. I do. All right. Just want to make sure. I, I, I'm nostalgic. I, I always okay. I have one. Um,
1: For all uh, your teams? That's yes, right. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So explain the play.
5: So, so he told me that the backside linebacker is unblocked. No worries. You can still <laughs> score a touchdown. What he did tell me was that, that the guy was going to be able to hit me. So <laughs> I, they called this play. I'm running. And I promise you, I got hit so hard, I was almost out on my feet. And he hit me behind my ear. And my earpiece went and cut into my neck. So I, I still have a... Uh, a cut around my neck, and I, I uh, immediately went right to the sideline and cussed <laughs> out my <laughs> offensive coordinator <laughs> because he he told me that, oh don't worry about him and I was like bull yeah yeah, uh, yeah didn't you was,
1: didn't you knock out Ed Reed? Then he no, came out of was, blitz. That,
5: no, that was um, that was Heinz Ward that caught Ed Reed. Oh yeah, yeah, and they were then they started chasing him all over the field. They, they were trying um,
1: they to get was, back at him. They were trying to get him.
5: <laughs> him and uh, Rob Woodson was on that team too. They were trying to. They were chasing him all over the field, trying to get him.
1: Just trying to hurt him purposely.
5: Purposely trying to hurt him. Uh, yeah, there
1: yeah, were a lot was, of teams that wanted to purposely hurt Heinz Warren.
5: Uh, there was. There was right. And, and that's why. That's why he should. He should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's one of those great running run wide receivers who could block uh just as good as he could uh catch it why did you pick number six okay good question so at high school i was number 36 so when i got to notre dame i wanted to play i wanted 36 and lou holtz told me that don grimm russ grimm from the uh washington washington now commanders who was in the who who was in the um um offensive lineman in, in the hall of fame his younger brother um Don Grimm had number 36 right he said he's a senior I can't take a number from a senior so I said okay well Rick Meyer had number three and then you had Dorsey Levins who was there um um Rodney Culver had five Dorsey had four so I said give me six it was either the three or the six I couldn't get the three so I said give me the six and that's how I ended up with six at Notre Dame
1: would you be okay if Notre Dame joined the Big Ten
5: uh you know what yeah i would be but i don't think it would ever happen you know that was enough i think i believe there was a time when they actually reached out to the big 10 um but um at the time they weren't they weren't a research school and the big 10 i i believe if i'm correct denied them uh uh, entry because they weren't a research school at the time and they didn't want to split the research money with the school. that wasn't a research school. And so I think that's kind of happened uh, if my, if my math is correct. Uh, uh, but if it happened, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset with it at all.
1: Do you remember telling me the story about when Urban Meyer was thinking about Notre Dame and he 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 didn't even stop into South Bend. I think he wanted to get two players in to Notre Dame who maybe wouldn't qualify normally with the academic standards. Does that sound right? But he wasn't yeah. going to get what Lou Holtz Scott and he didn't yes. even stop through South Bend. He went straight to Gainesville, Florida.
5: Yeah. Is that right? I do. He, yeah, he said um, at the time, I guess – Coach Holtz, the deal that Coach Holtz had, he could probably, I thought he could get two. Yeah. And he only wanted one. Urban Meyer only wanted one guy who oh, okay. who from a, from a grade point average might not be uh, um, at the highest level. And so he wanted one guy that he could maybe um, have that opportunity to get in. they told him no. And he said, well, I mean, why why would I fight that when I can get twenty five in at Florida? Uh, why would I do that? And so, and, and it was yeah, it, it really hurt. But it, I understood his situation, um, but also understood. Yeah, but he's Anxiety only asking city. for one. I, but the problem is, once you know, once once you get that one, uh, then you want more. Yeah. And so he goes from
1: it. Utah to Florida. With no stop in South Bend,
5: with no stop in South Bend, and and he said he really, really wanted that job, but um, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't do it. So yeah, that it hurt the program, but I think we got a really good one now. So let's uh, let's keep our fingers. Maybe I'll
1: see you in Dublin. Bring your uh, PXG clubs if you come over there.
5: Absolutely, I saw that sweater, man. I was looking at that like, man, I need to get that sweater. That's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I just got my new PXG club, so. The Gen Sixes, so I'm, I'm looking forward to playing with
1: them. Well, I know that uh, you love your golf. Uh, Bussie, good to talk to you as always. Thank you. Good luck to your son this year.
5: Thank you. Appreciate that.
1: That's Thank that. Jerome Bettis, Hall of Famer. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app,
7: TJ Hutchmanzada and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
6: or wherever you get your podcast from. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals.
7: to start listening.
1: Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow? Jerome Bettis joined us on the program. Uh, in uh, seven of his first eight NFL seasons, he uh, let's see. So he had 294, 319, 183, 320, These are carries. 316, 299, 355. Wow. That's a lot of carries. He would not be a Hall of Famer now. Does Bussy have the most carries in NFL history, Paulie?
3: I wonder who has the most 300 carry seasons.
1: Does he's got one, two, three, four, five, and then two where he's in the 290s. My,
3: my guess would be Emmitt, but I got to check. Most 300 carry seasons.
1: Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Sam in LA. Hi, Sam. What's on your mind?
3: Hey, I called many times. Thank you. Hey, I've always been curious, Dan. I'm sure your listeners as well. Who coined the phrase the mothership and where did that come from? Cause it seems like it would come from you. It did.
1: And I remember there's a, a, Led Zeppelin greatest hits. And, uh, I think it might be called the mothership or something, but I just, remember where that word was used, and I don't know if it was on a show or something where they talked about the mothership. Maybe it was something to do with Star Trek or I don't know, even though I didn't watch those shows. But I just remember I just started calling ESPN the mothership when I left. So that's been 17 years ago. I don't know if they ever discouraged me from saying the mothership, but uh, I think everybody knows that's Instead of ESPN, you just call it the Mothership. Um, I saw where the uh, former ESPN personality, Dan Lebatard got into it on social media. I think Kevin Durant got involved in this, where Dan Lebatard, Miami Heat fan, was saying that uh, you know Portland should be trading for Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is a better player than Tyrese Maxey of the 76ers, and that he accused... Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of carrying the water for the Portland Trailblazers to uh, help them get a better deal. But uh, Dan, I guess, caught some grief on social media. I think Kevin Durant weighed in on this as well about, wait, you're saying Tyler Hero is better than Tyrese Maxey. And both Kentucky basketball players Um I think the best of Tyrese Maxey is yet to come. I I think, you know, you know if, if James Harden, so you have two ball hogs there with Joel Embiid and James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey is your third option. I mean, you have Tobias Harris in there, you have other guys, but I think Tyrese Maxey is hasn't reached his full potential. Tyler Hero might be this right now. Uh if you see, it depends on the offense, I run want to run. I mean, Tyler Hero, good three point shooter. I don't know what the numbers are with Tyrese Maxey. Feels like he's more of a slasher, but you know, all of a sudden Kevin Durant gets involved in it after uh, Levitard said that Tyler Hero is better. Yes, Marv.
4: John Calipari he wins again, <laughs> <laughs> not on the
3: court. No no, but no, no, no,
1: not not in the bigger bigger picture of winning championships. Yes, Paulie.
3: I had the stat for most three hundred plus yard carries by a running back. Notice the tone in my voice, how excited I am to deliver this stat. Yeah. Walter Payton had 10 oh. the carry seasons. And two of those, two times, there were strikes, so he wasn't, didn't have the opportunity to do that. Oh. Hmm. Uh, most carries in a season by a running back all-time. Uh, oh, let's see, one, two, three. Five guys have carried the ball 400 or more times. James in Wilder. He's third all-time. 1984 with the Buccaneers.
1: Was he like 459? 407. Oh, 407. So oh. who has the most... Carries in a single season. And there's
3: only five guys to carry the ball 400 times. Eddie George, Eric Dickerson, James Wilder, Jamal Anderson at age 25. By the way, they all did it at age 25 or 26. Mm. Larry Johnson, age 26, Kansas City, 416 carries.
1: Wow. So the most is?
3: 416. Oh, that is. Yep, and Larry Johnson never ran for 1,000 yards after that. Yeah.
1: I think he's working in the media now, isn't he? Larry Johnson, Kansas City, does that sound right. Uh, poll question, final results there, Seaton?
2: Yeah, Dan, we got a couple of them today. All right. Got a couple of okay. real bangers. bangers. Okay, yeah. bangers. Okay. Um, let's see, rather be uh star NFL running back or a long-time backup. It's still 86% would take the long-time backup quarterback. Uh, okay, That's wild.
1: Uh, this day in sports history, Paul.
3: 1927, Ty Cobb got hit number 4,000. That was the record at the time. And 1964, Pete Rose of the Cincinnati Reds did this for the only time in his career. Dan did this: stole home, hit a grand slam. Pete oh. Rose got a grand slam. 1985, Jack Nicholas the second at 23 made his debut on the PGA Tour. Okay.
1: Uh, on this date, 1996, largest contract at the time in NBA history was signed. 1996. Seven years, $121 million. And if you said Shaquille O'Neal, you would be correct there. Shaquille O'Neal. Let's see. Don Mattingly homered for the eighth consecutive game. tying. Shaq was a thing. Baseball record, 1987. Uh, Shaq was a thing. He really was. Shaq was.
2: Shaq was, yeah. Yeah, he still is. Yeah, he still still is.
1: Billy Joel performs last play at Shea, the final concert event before the demolition of the stadium among the guests with Billy Joel, Roger Daltrey, Tony Bennett, Garth Brooks, and Paul McCartney. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. I didn't remember that ever happening. Let's go around the room. What we learned on this program, Todd, I'll start with you. What did you learn?
4: Jerome Bettis has a picture of himself as a Rams rookie dragging the great LT around. He lies and tells people he was in his prime, but LT was very late in his career.
2: Uh, Seton O'Connor. Russ Tucker, kind of shocked at what guards are making these days. Yeah,
1: twice as much as running backs in some instances. Marvin! Don't be a running back. Yeah. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running back. (laughs) Paulie, what did you learn?
3: Cavaliers,
1: champions. Yes, summer league champs. You did it. Todd, what did I learn today? We
4: all feel bad about the devaluation of the running back, but the middle linebacker, not so much.
1: Yeah. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. Why am I yelling? The end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Everything doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants, see terms, and check it out for yourself at discover.com/slash match. It's been our pleasure to serve you. It is, Todd. I know it is. No, I was being sincere. It's nice
4: that you say that, but we kind of assume. For Fritzy
1: and Seaton, Marvin, Paulie, yours truly. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Dan Patrick show.